0: This episode of In the Word, On the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word, On the Go. The podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Dr. Brian Vickers. Brian serves as Professor of New Testament Interpretation at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He also serves and teaches at his church, Sojourn Community Church East in Louisville, Kentucky. Through Southern Seminary, he's involved in leading missions trips and teaching on the mission field. A conference speaker, Brian's also the author of several books, including Justification by Grace Through Faith. And in 2019, he's coming out with a new commentary on the book of Acts released through Crossway. Brian, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Champ. It's great to be back. So, Brian, what verse do you have for us today? Uh, yeah,
1: Mark 10:45. I always tell my students, don't just start reading a verse that starts with the word for or because. Uh, but That's exactly what I'm getting ready to do right now. (laughs) But hopefully I'll fill the context then. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many.
0: So if you were to paraphrase this verse, how would you say it? If you
1: are really my followers, if you are
0: really my disciples,
1: then you will understand that your life should look like my life. It might be a strange paraphrase, but I think that's sort of the end result, if you will.
0: Brian, this is one of the most famous verses in all of Mark's Gospels. Yeah. So what's the story with you here? Why did you pick this particular verse?
1: Oh, I picked this verse is because um, it's the capstone, if you will, on a large section in Mark that is all about what it means to follow Jesus. Hmm. In other words, what it means to be a disciple. One of the big questions in the book of Mark, in fact, I sometimes say you could call... You could subtitle Mark and say, you know, the gospel according to Mark, colon, who is this? Hmm. And that's the question in Mark. I mean, that's the question everybody wanted to know is who, who are you? Who is this? Even the demons listen to him. Who is this who he has such authority? Who, and then Jesus even says to the disciples, right? He turns it around and says, who do you say that I am? Hmm. And that's back in chapter eight. And that's what sets this whole section of Mark into motion, is everybody's asking questions about Jesus. And so Jesus then turns to his own disciples, his closest friends, and says, okay, who does everybody say I am? And they name everybody, you know, you're John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the prophets, and Jesus says, okay, okay, who do you say that I am? Right. And that's what kicks off this whole extended chapter, three, chapters 8, 9, and 10, that are all about who is Jesus and what that means in terms of following him? If we're going to be followers of Jesus, we have to begin with, well, who is Jesus really?
0: Yeah, who's the one we're following? Yeah. And that leads right into Mark ten forty five. It says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Brian, as we look at this verse, sometimes it's just helpful to ask, what does a verse teach us about what our God is like? How would you answer that question?
1: Mm. well, I mean there's lots of there's lots of ways to answer that question, but I think what it teaches us is that our God is not a God who is far off hmm. our God is not a God who sits back and waits for us to show him something, and then he comes and uh says, "Okay that you're off to a good start. let me help you." Hmm. It also says this. Our God is not a God who only reaches out to those who are most like him. Wow. Right? Because if that was true, then there would be no one.
0: Yeah. So sometimes when we try to get at what a verse means, it's helpful to look at what it doesn't mean. So if you were to take this verse and flip it upside down, how would you state it? Yeah.
1: I think I would say something like this. The Son of Man came and then whoever comes to him and shows him something and can bring him something and to sort of help him along the way or help build up his kingdom, then he's going to include them.
0: So instead, this verse is saying that Jesus came to serve us, not to require us to serve him.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So how does that understanding influence actually the way the Lord does call us to serve him.
1: Oh, well I think it I think it helps us put service in perspective. Hmm. Um so I'll just let me just I'll just cut right to the chase. Every day we're confronted with ways to serve others. And it's usually like sort of minor things, right? Or things that it's not by minor, I mean it's not typically things that are going to be get kind of put into a biography or, you know, maybe all that notable or that people even notice. It could be anything from just giving people the, our time, it could be listening, it could be doing a little thing for somebody. I think the best way to think of it is like at home, just little ways that we can, you know, serve our spouses or parents or children or you know any any whatever situation you know, it might be in. When we're confronted with a, a a time where by giving ourselves or our time or our efforts or our ear or whatever we have to give to someone, Basically, if we don't take the time to serve practically, we would never say this, but practically what we're saying is this. It's fine for Jesus to give his life for me, but I really don't have the time right now to help this person or serve this person right now. Hmm. I think a, a you know a parallel a parallel to this text is in is in Philippians chapter two hmm. where Paul is saying to the Philippians you should put others' interests ahead of yourselves and then he says you need to be like Jesus right right who came and gave himself to the point of death for you so I think that's sort of a similar way a similar idea here
0: so Jesus' death doesn't just provide salvation it also provides an example for us to do as he did
1: yeah and I think this is you know this is the this is the last comment that Jesus makes in this sort of section on what it means to be a disciple, and it unpacks right. So when when Peter says you're the Messiah, but then he then he jumps in and is like, "Hold on, Jesus, you're not going to go to Jerusalem." Which, by the way, I would have been right there with Peter too. Um, <laughs> right. We often we often sit back and think, "I can't believe how why how could he say such a thing?" Well you know, it's not too often that we get involved in some group and there's a leader and the leader says, right, I'm going to die. And we think that is the best way forward. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. And so Jesus turns right around and says, hey, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to take up your cross Hmm. and follow me is what it means to be a disciple. Right. And then and then in the very next chapter, they're walking and the disciples are talking about who's going to be the greatest. And Jesus says, no, you don't get it. You have to be like a child. And then James and John come say, "Well, let us sit your right and left." And Jesus says, "No, no, you don't get it. If you want to be great in my kingdom, it's not about being exalted to my right or left hand. Or maybe it's to be exalted at my right or left hand means this: that you learn to be a servant, hmm. right? So, in other words, it's this whole biblical trajectory that that Luther and others, of course, made well known or emphasized. Paul emphasizes that the Bible emphasizes, it, and that is." glory comes only through the cross mm-hmm. we understand everything through the cross and what it means you know what it means here is is giving is you know is the giving of yourself in service to others that is the true mark of a disciple of jesus because That's the mark of Jesus.
0: Wow. So, Brian, what's a good question for our listeners to think about and discuss together when they're done with this episode?
1: I mean, I think a simple question might just be, what do we mean by serving? Because, you know, serving is anybody who attends any church, right? This word comes up a lot. But what do we mean by serving? And what do we mean by following Jesus? And how do those two things fit together?
0: Brian, as we think about those questions, would you pray and ask the Lord to apply this verse to our lives? Yeah,
1: Apple. Father, help us, give us the insight into ourselves to see all the possibilities and opportunities that you give us to serve others. Help us, Lord, not to just be so concerned with our day and the things that we have to do and our schedules and our plans that we don't have the time to look to others, not just in big ways and terms we can even help people that we don't know, but how we can serve those who are closest to us around us every day so that we can give ourselves, whatever that might be, whether it's our, just our time or our resources or just a helping hand or a, an ear to listen. Help us, Lord, to be able to not just talk about the cross of Jesus, but to live it out in service to one another for Jesus' sake.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.